Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Oh, there's nothing like major breaking news to throw the show just into complete chaos. And that is what has happened. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio filling in for Greeny today. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, also available on your smart speaker and, of course, on Sirius XM Channel 80. Oh, Canty, Canty, this from Woj just moments ago, massively huge breaking news. Russell Westbrook has issued a statement in which he said, normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I have made my decision to opt in to the $47 million contract for next year. He actually just copied the entire statement from Kyrie Irving. I love that. That's hilarious <laughs> to me, by the way. And that's why I'm Russell making Westbrook, that up, by the way. Well, he, I, no, he listen, just that, opted in. Yeah, but that's why Russell Westbrook it was singing on his social media account this morning on Twitter. He posted a video of him singing in a really happy mood, and he's happy because he knows he's got $47 million coming to him, and he's not nearly a player that should command that kind of salary. But good on Russell Westbrook. He's going to make out like a bandit this upcoming season. Unfortunately for my Lakers, that means that we're probably talking about them being ousted from the playoffs a lot earlier than Laker fans would hope for when you have a LeBron James-led team. Let me, let me just ask you this hypothetical. If you opted into a $47 million contract and you know that nobody expects a damn thing from you for the next year and, and really may just expect you to be more of a detriment than any kind of a help, what are you doing today to celebrate? Man, that is that is a great question. I, I put it to you this way, Carlin. I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want to do. Yes. And, and with Russell Westbrook, because you he's, might dance he's on a, social media. Exactly. He's a family man, so I'm imagining <laughs> that he's gonna spend a lot of time with the wife and kids. They might go out to a nice dinner and celebrate it. Like, listen, man, it's just he's gonna have a good time. He's gonna enjoy it. He's at home and he's making 47 million bucks and relatively low expectations for him coming into this season. Yeah, I think Russell Westbrook is going to be in a good spot. And here's the crazy thing about that, Carlin. Like, he has the opportunity to be the hero for the Lakers this year if he plays better. If he finds a way to be able to coexist with LeBron James and playing off the ball and Anthony Davis stays healthy and the Lakers are able to make a run, all of a sudden people feel differently about Russell Westbrook. But I I don't anticipate that happening because we've never really seen that throughout Russ's career. He's not a player that has shown that he can thrive When the ball is not in his hands, he's not a guy that's shown that he can play nice in the sandbox when it comes to other superstars. So, uh, again, I have to temper whatever excitement that I have for the upcoming season with my team, but this is a move that everybody around the NBA expected because if Russell Westbrook opted out, there's nobody that's going to hand him over a contract that's going to pay him nearly that kind of money. I want to remind you of what he said a couple of weeks ago when the news was out there that Darvin Ham was getting hired that he said through his representation that he was very excited about Darvin Ham getting the job, that he had talked to Darvin Ham, and that he was excited for Darvin Ham to hold him accountable, but to hold everybody else on the team accountable as well. Making sure to get it across that, hey, it's not just me. You need to step up and take care of LeBron and AD too. Yeah, that all sounds good, but I mean, Russell Westbrook hmm. has got to be a lot better, and Darvin Ham didn't 
didn't mince words when he said he needs more of a commitment from Russ on the defensive end. And I think that's an area where Russ has been lacking the last couple of years, just his level of commitment on that side of the ball. The Lakers have to be better defensively if they're going to be able to get to the playoffs and win playoff games. So Russell Westbrook is going to have to be a big part of that. He's going to be asked to be an on-the-ball defender um, and, and, you know, asked that he not be the guy that throws the Lakers' defense, especially in the half court, out of whack. So, yeah, you, you want to hold LeBron James accountable. You want to hold Anthony Davis accountable. But remember this, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are the main reasons that you are in L.A. And so I, I don't know if you want to start calling out guys that were the ones to make the organization move in that direction in order to get you out of Washington. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny today, presented by Progressive Insurance. This is also a very big day for Deshaun Watson because his disciplinary hearing uh, happens starting today uh, before the NFL and the NFL Players Association's jointly appointed disciplinary officer, Sue Robinson. So that starts today. Now this from Dan Graziano earlier today, which is an important point to remember today. The NFL Watson and the NFL PA engaged in settlement talks that would have averted a hearing, but they were unable to reach a settlement. One source told ESPN's Dan Graziano that in those talks, the league would never move off of its position that Watson's suspension should be for a full season. Now, this is a few times in the last few days that we have heard reports out there from the league side, at least it seems, that they are pushing and pushing and pushing for at least a year on Deshaun Watson. Chris, I read this as this could be window dressing on the league's part, trying to make it look good. But in this case, I think they actually are pushing for a year. How do you read it when you hear that? I don't know if there's another way to interpret it, Carlin. Here's the thing. If you're going to engage in settlement talks with Deshaun Watson on potential discipline, what makes you think that he's going to accept a year suspension after he spent last season off the football field? So you're Mm -hmm. talking about a guy sacrificing two years of his career because of the circumstance that he finds him in with the 24 lawsuits that were pending at the time. I just don't understand why the league would think he would accept something for that. So that's why I think your read on this is accurate. Now, what I think is fascinating is what comes out of this and what Judge Robinson ultimately rules because – this is a brand-new discipline process, and we've heard about the, the argument that Jeffrey Kessler, Deshaun Watson's appointed representation from the NFLPA side, we know what kind of argument he's going to make. He's going to refer to the discipline or lack thereof on Daniel Snyder, on Jerry Jones, on Robert Kraft when it comes to comparable offenses. And so I think this is the part where the league is is probably a little bit concerned in terms of um, how that's going to be viewed by somebody that is jointly appointed um, and, and responsible for being objective in this situation. So I, I just – I think it's, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see what Judge Robinson comes up with and how this process plays out. Uh, do I think there will be some discipline levied on Deshaun Watson? I absolutely would expect that. But then, Carlin, we do have the situation where if either side decides to appeal the decision of Judge Robinson, if there's discipline – levied on Deshaun Watson, 
that that appeal would then go to Roger Goodell and how the league reacts from there will be very interesting as well. Yeah, that was a question I asked this morning uh, to Dan. I, we, we were talking off offline about it. You know, if the league actually is not happy with what Judge Robinson decides, could they, in theory, appeal it? And in theory, yes, they could, but then it goes to Roger Goodell. So does this really... I mean, I, I can't imagine like it would end up going that way, but the league must be feeling awfully good about where this is headed. But Chris, you said something interesting there in the middle of it. We need to remember this is the first time that they are using this disciplinary procedure in a in a big time scenario. Yeah, there's no question about it. And so there's going to be a heightened degree of scrutiny that comes along with whatever decision, whatever outcome we get from this hearing. And that's why I think the NFL and Deshaun Watson's camp have to be careful in terms of um, what happens and what the next steps are after this. So whatever decision that Judge Robinson makes, if either side is unhappy, they have to be careful about making a decision to try to appeal the process because we know it goes straight to Roger Goodell. And then, of course, if Roger Goodell determines something different than what Sue Robinson handed down in the way of discipline, then he's going to have to have a damn good reason to deviate from what a former federal judge decides, somebody that has been put in this position by both sides in the latest collective bargaining agreement. So that's the part where it presents a complication for the league if they wanted to be more heavy-handed than the discipline that Judge Robinson would dole out, if any discipline at all. Now, I, I, we were talking about this the other day, and I don't believe for a second that there should be whataboutism in it, although there's no question that owners should be held to a higher standard as well. And I'm just going to say this just as a point of news, that Dan Snyder has not yet accepted the subpoena mm-hmm. from Congress. Like What Dan Snyder has done is despicable, by the way. Exactly. With the, with the 100% commanders, I mean, I mean, he's, despicable. He's railroaded... Yep. Numerous employees, careers, executives, women in prominent positions in, in, in a National Football League club. Yep. Like, it's absolutely despicable how they treated the cheerleader scandal um, in, in the middle aughts. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous what Dan Snyder has gotten away with. And that is terrible for business. And it, it sends an awful message about the league and its treatment of women and how they want to be a part of you know, being at the forefront when it comes to social change in that regard. I, I just, I think it's despicable how, how, how the league has let Daniel Snyder essentially get away with treating women this way for the better part of the last two decades. And so I do think there is something to be said for Jeffrey Kessler using that argument in order to defend Deshaun Watson. It doesn't feel good when we hear this, but it does show the inconsistency in terms of the league pushing for more punishment when it comes to a player that commits these kind of offenses versus an owner when it clearly states in the personal conduct policy that owners are to be held to a higher standard than any other league employees. You know, Chris, I just, I really don't want the Snyder thing to go away. I, I And it hasn't so far. And it won't. And I it, hope it, it won't, doesn't. It won't go away. Because, you know, I, I just, and I'm, I'm, I'm just saying in another similar legal, legal proceeding or whatever, okay? And I don't want to get too far in the weeds on this. But Ray Rice, Ray Rice got punished, and then he got punished again. Yeah. So don't hide behind that we already punished Dan Snyder. No, you, no, you can, you can go back and fix that. 
and do the right thing and make the guy sell the team. It's Cantia Garland on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Tune in to the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. If you caught the show yesterday, you know that Canty was being called out all over the network for his Dak Prescott take, and we've got more smoke from this little uh, tete-a-tete, if you will. I don't you can't call it a tete-a-tete. What would you what call What did this? you call it? <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, show, show beef. We got show more, beef. We got more show beef. I don't know why I'm trying to be fancy all of a sudden with yeah. tete-a-tete. tete-a-tete. What is that? Tete-a-tete. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. Bro. I don't even know what it is either, but I said it. And it's next. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. There's a time and a place in your career where the only thing that matters is winning. It's okay for Zion Williamson to act this way, and he's still going to be rewarded. And Matt. The best big three ever. Unstoppable offensive forces, but it didn't work out. Weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern, followed by Grady. Mornings on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like For the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, Keyshawn. Keyshawn, Keyshawn, Keyshawn. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, in for Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure you tune in to the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters. Presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. I get frustrated when we have show beef. I'm not a fan of show beef. I want everybody to get along. But 
listen, you're going to come at the king, you best not miss. And uh, <laughs> we're missing all over the place right now uh, with Keyshawn and you getting into it here uh, about Dak Prescott. So this was Keyshawn this morning on KJM who was responding to you. Now, you were critical of Dak Prescott saying, you know, nobody has done more with less. Just clarify your take. Once again, clarify it for everybody. Well, everybody wanted to know who was the quarterback coming into the season that has the most pressure to enhance their legacy. And I was saying it's Dak Prescott because of the position that the Dallas Cowboys find themselves in with their head coach, but then also the expectations of the contract. And that's when I made the argument that there might not be a quarterback out there in the NFL that's done less with more. Okay. That was my point. And you made a you had a top 10 list where he was not in the top 10 in the league. That's right. Okay. Here is Keyshawn's response. Do we need to have a refresher to the top 10 list, by the way? Just run it down real yeah, quick let, if let's you got have it a, handy. Let's have a little, yeah, let's have a little refresher to the top 10 quarterback list. I mean, just so people can understand who I had listed as my guys, the quarterbacks that I was rolling with. So I had Pat Mahomes as number one. I had Aaron Rodgers number two. Josh Allen at three. Joe Burrow checking in at four. Brady at five, Stafford at six, Justin Herbert at seven, Lamar Jackson at eight, Deshaun Watson ninth, and Russell Wilson tenth. So no Kyler Murray in there. No Kyler Murray, no Derek Carr. Those are yeah. other, other prominent quarterbacks that some people might make an argument for being in the top ten. But that's my I, top I, ten. Guys that I would certainly put in front of Dak Prescott. Well, point. yeah, there's that too, Carlin. There, yeah. There's that part too. So, I mean, I, I don't understand because Keyshawn made the point that Dak Prescott, and Mike Tannenbaum too, we can't let Mike Tannenbaum skate on this too, Mike Tannenbaum made the point that Dak Prescott was an emerging superstar in our league. And while I do think Dak is a popular player, I think that what drives that popularity is that he plays for the most visible franchise in the entire league, the Dallas Cowboys, but it's not necessarily his play on the field. I think he's a good quarterback, Carlin. He's a winning quarterback. But there are other quarterbacks that are force multipliers. There are other quarterbacks that that lead their team to have success at the highest levels of the sport, that being in the postseason. Listen, first of all, Tannenbaum is going to be on the show on Friday, so he'll get his. Okay. What he's got coming will be then. This is is Keyshawn responding to it all this morning on KJM. I'm not going. I'm not just because he went to the Super Bowl. I'm not getting ready to go crazy. Come, come Come on, man. Come I'm on, just man. not gonna go crazy. I, I got to see. He needs another Starbucks. I know we like. I know we like him. He's cool. He wears the chain and he he he. <laughs> you know he hangs out. Oh, I get it. But I'm not that guy. I'm not getting ready to do that. Is that, is that definitive, though, Keith? Is that definitive for you? It's without question. You take Dak easily over Joe Burrow. That's the way you I made it say, sound. I didn't say easily. I'm just okay. saying I'm not ready to just all of a sudden say. Because the guy went to the Super Bowl and y'all all fall in love with the situation. That's right. That it's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. We've been there before. I've seen okay. this movie. Uh, I, I don't I see what little, seeing what movie though. That's what I'm there. trying to figure out. Like, the movie where the guy goes on the road and wins playoff games. Yeah, I, yeah. That's 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 what you want in a quarterback, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's not like he's a game manager. He is a playmaker. The guy where he did it with one of the worst offensive lines in football, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, here's LaShawn McCoy on the I Am Athlete podcast because Keyshawn went on to use this point from LaShawn McCoy in support of what he was trying to say. Listen, I'll say it like this. 
Joe Burrow, Kenny Pickett, I can't see the difference. Only thing I can see, I see a dude, I see a guy that's tough. And I, yeah, I say that because he went to pit. That's my dog. Kenny better be yeah. the greatest of all time. You're going to see. You're going to see. You're going to tell me. And he, gonna, he come on the show <laughs> next. Yeah, LaShawn and Kenny both went to pit. And Keyshawn started using that to back up his points. Um, you went on the show this morning. I, I would be rendered speechless if that's how we're going to approach evaluating Joe Burrow versus Kenny Pickett. Like, when I heard something like that, my thought process would have been, how quickly would Jerry Jones trade Dak Prescott for Joe Burrow? It might take him negative four seconds. Like, if he's driving him to the airport, is he stopping the car? Is he even slowing it down to kick Prescott (laughs) out? Or is he actually going to just go 45, 50 miles an hour, open the door, reach his foot over, and shove him out the door while he is headed to the private jet terminal to pick up Joe? Yeah, I mean, there's not a talent evaluator in the NFL that's going to take Dak Prescott over Joe Burrow. Set the contracts aside. I get that Joe Burrow's still on a rookie deal. He's only going to have one more year of that, then he's going to get paid over $40 million a year. So put the contract piece of it aside. If you had a chance to take either one of these quarterbacks to start your team, every single general manager is going to pick Joe Burrow over Dak Prescott. And the reality is that in one full season as a starter – Joe Burrow has three times as many playoff wins as Dak Prescott. Three to- think about it. Three times as many playoff wins in his one full season as a starter. And, Carlin, we're not talking about Joe Burrow playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Green Bay Packers. It's not a model franchise he's with. He plays for the Cincinnati Bengals, Carlin. The Bengals, who haven't won a playoff game since 1990. And he took them to the Super Bowl. And he took them to the Super Bowl with one of the worst offensive lines in football. And, oh, by the way, led the league in completion percentage on the way to doing it. I I don't understand where the argument is about Dak Prescott being a better quarterback than Joe Burrow. It doesn't make sense. And here's the other thing, Carlin. I don't think I'm off base in saying that Dak Prescott is not a top 10 quarterback. I know there are a lot of Cowboys fans that want to come at me. They call me a traitor because I used to play for the Cowboys. How can I say something like, like this about Dak Prescott? Listen, facts are facts. I'm loyal to the game before any franchise. Dak Prescott is not a top 10 player at the position based on what we saw in 2021. Could that change? Sure, it could change this season, but it would involve a heavy lift, and Dak Prescott's going to have to do it with less talent on the offensive side of the ball. But you would expect that when you pay a quarterback $40 million a year. You know you're going to lose some pieces in the salary cap crunch when you pay a quarterback that amount of money. Think about it, Carlin. They lost Connor Williams, the guard. He went in free agency to the Miami Dolphins. They lost Lyle Collins. He became a cap casualty and now is in Cincinnati. They ended up losing Amari Cooper. They had to get rid of him. He's in Cleveland. All of these are as a result of having to pay Dak Prescott so much money. So, Cowboys fans – Dak Prescott has an opportunity to prove he's a top 10 quarterback because the supporting cast is not going to be as talented as it's been the first seven years of Dak's career. I'm just thinking, like, if he if he opted to take a helicopter to drop off Dak at the airport, would he hand him a parachute or would he just <laughs> shove him out the door that quickly to get Joe Burrow? To- that is a great question, Carlin. I don't, I, you know what? It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting what we get from it. 
I tell you, like Wayne Krebet would see that this is going the right way. You want to get Keyshawn fired up? Mention Wayne Krebet. Wow. Uh, Wayne Krebet would pick Joe Burrow. Wow. I'm not even going to take it there. I'm and he'd be right al- to do it. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm not going to touch that. Uh, Keyshawn was never a big Wayne Corbett fan. I don't understand how Keyshawn could even make that argument. And then you're going to lo- use sound from LaShawn McCoy when he's admitting that he's biased because Kenny Pickett went to pit. Like, I, I just don't even understand. <laughs> how is that a defense? Like, show me some, show me evidence. Show me something that's tangible that would suggest that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Joe Burrow. Oh, my God. Please, I just, I just want to see it. Colin, I want to know. <sighs> I, I wish I had something to show you, but I don't. Not in the least. Like, and here's the thing. A- I'm, not disres- I'm not disrespecting Dak Prescott. I don't want to bag on Dak Prescott. He's a good quarterback, Carlin. He's had a top five offense three of the six years he's been the starter in Dallas. So and I he's him, had tons him, of weapons to do it all with. But that's my point, though, Carlin. I, so I give him credit where credit is due, but at no point have I ever seen Dak Prescott as a force multiplier. Like, I just, I just don't see that. When I look at Joe Burrow, I see a guy that elevates the talent that's on the field with him. I do. Do you think the early morning hours are getting the key a little bit? I don't know. It could be. I, I told him, listen, when, he, when I came on the segment, I told him after I heard the clip of what he said about uh, Prescott over Burrow, I said, if you want to keep working here, stay off the drugs. <laughs> I, I, like, I, that's the only thing I – like, I mean, stay – like Stephen A. say, stay off the weed. I mean, I, I don't know if Key was high when he came up with that take, but it's not, it's not a good look for Keyshawn. It, uh, it just isn't right now. Quickly, I don't know why he's picking this hill to die on. Quickly, resident Is Cowboys. he still on the Cowboys payroll? <laughs> I mean, is Jerry Jones still paying him? Like, I just, I'm just trying to figure out why Key would say something outlandish like that. One guy who may as well be on the Cowboys payroll, our resident Cowboys correspondent, that's Bubba. Uh, Bubba, your take on that take by Keyshawn. Oh, yeah, he is spot on. Give me Dak and let's go. <laughs> We're going to the Super Bowl, baby. Let's go. Going to the, going Super to the Super Bowl, Bowl when you're playing Madden. Time the games. No, he's playing, he's playing Madden when he's talking about them going to the Super Bowl. It's not real life. It's just Madden, the video game. Eight, 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 best quarterback ESPN. and best wide receiver, C.D. Lamb. Wow. Wow. 729-3776. and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Up next, who do you have more faith in to make a long playoff run in baseball, the Yankees or the Mets? And I know what I'm asking. It is not as clear-cut as you think it is. Plus, He may be on vacation, but you know Stephen A. had something to say about Kyrie Irving opting in. You'll hear it next. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. It really does prove an adage, a long a thing that I have believed for a long time. This whole conversation we've been having about Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow, and you, you just said this, but it's something off the air, but it's something I've believed for a long time. There is no such thing as a rational Cowboys fan. <laughs> there, is, there is no such thing as a, as a Cowboys fan that can actually see their team for what it is and their quarterback for who they are. It's almost, I, I it's honestly almost like, believe that. But here's the thing, Colin. It's almost like the Cowboys are the other end of the spectrum, the exact opposite of Yankees fans. Because no matter how good the Yankees are, Yankees fans always find a reason not to believe in their team. But no matter how bad the Dallas Cowboys are, Dallas Cowboys fans will find a way to make an argument on why their team is the best in the NFL. Like, it's, it's just – it's. It's crazy to me to think that there's somebody out there that could make the argument that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Joe Burrow, other than Bubba. Like, we know where Bubba's at with this, but I just want to hear from a Cowboys fan that can actually make a legitimate argument that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Joe Burrow. And then have have receipts to to back it up. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Come with proof. Come with more than just... A statement, bring some receipts, Yes, and tell us why this is the case. Yes, that's what I'm going to Tell us why Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Joe Burrow. Just simply tell me this, why you'd rather have Dak Prescott than Joe Burrow. Is that fair? Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if you can make that argument, though, Carlin. I, I just, I don't. I don't. I think Joe Burrow is a better player at a younger age than Dak is. And, again, setting the salaries aside because we know Joe Burrow is going to get a bag in the uh, next summer. We know he's going to get a lot of money the first time the Bengals can offer an extension. But here's the thing. If you are a Cowboys fan and you're, you're being objective about it and you can start your team with one of the two players. Your premise are, are you, is already are, flawed when are, you say if you're a Cowboys fan and you can be objective about it. That's a great point. That's oxymoronic If you right have there. the choice. You can take Dak Prescott or you're going to take Joe Burrow. I mean, there's a reason why Joe Burrow was the number one overall pick. There's a reason for that. (laughs) We're taking Dak, baby. There's no way, Bubba. You're not being real. Bubba, you're not keeping it a buck, man. I don't need Burrow. I'm fine with Dak. Yo, so you don't need to go to the Super Bowl. You don't want a quarterback that can take you to the Super Bowl. I don't need championship. One time. Do it again and get back to me. He's going to be terrible this year. I, I really, it just makes me year. think you're a masochist a more than anything no else, if that's what you want. 
888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. As a Cowboys fan, can you actually rationally tell us why Dak Prescott is better than Joe Burrow? Because Keyshawn is is trying to make it happen for you, and he's out of his gourd. Yeah, I mean, Keyshawn's making it worse. <laughs> he really is. He's making it worse. Like, he, and I have long contended that there is no such thing as a rational Cowboys fan. Yeah. Like, there may be one or two here and there, but it's like Bigfoot, man. Like, you can tell me about it, but until I see it, I ain't going to believe it's it. It's the Loch Ness Monster? Exactly. <laughs> 888-SAY-ESPN. Oh, Yankees actually don't have as easy of a run to a title as the Mets do. We're going to explain that in five minutes. Right now, though, we're going to give the Cowboy fans an opportunity to actually try to prove if you would take Dak over Burrow. Bring receipts and tell us why. We'll start with Greg. He is up first on ESPN Radio. Greg, what do you got? Um, Chris, this is Gregory from Florida. When Dak was a rookie, he went 13-3. He just didn't have the defense to stop Green Bay Pikers. He went to the Super Bowl his first year, he won't do that again, guys. That was just a lucky year for Cincinnati. Are you kidding me? Then you got, wait a minute, you got Justin Harbour in your top ten. Where is y'all getting off to putting Justin Harbour in the top ten in two years he ain't won nothing? Well, it's pretty easy because how, I actually how watch football. Y'all do this? <laughs> it's not hard to put Justin Herbert in your top ten if you watch football that's all i'm gonna say here's the other thing about dak prescott in his rookie year taking the team to the playoffs carlin he does realize that dak prescott had a top five scoring defense supporting him correct yes okay when he says he didn't have a defense he he actually did they just collapsed like the cowboys do in the most important time yeah absolutely now it happened to be a hell of a throw by aaron Rodgers to jared cook to put the ice on that game but do you know what the cincinnati Bengals scoring defense was this past season uh, uh, was it 31st? No, it wasn't 31st, but it was 17th. Was so that it good? Was, it was be- no, it's below league. I mean, no, 32. I'm saying like compared to what I thought it was, yeah. it was that good? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's good compared to what you thought it was, but they were 17th yeah. in scoring defense and 18th in total defense. So by no means are they world good. beaters. Yeah. And yet no, Joe I, Burrow I'm, still found a way to be able to take them to the Super Bowl. I, listen, the Bengals got to the quarterback this year. When they brought in Trey Hendrickson, that helped a lot. Yeah. But there wasn't anything about their defense that was special this past year. No, nothing about it. Nothing about their defense that was special. All right, let's try Kyle up next on ESPN Radio. Kyle, what do you think? Um, First of all, I want to say that I hate to say Burrow is a better quarterback because he did less or more. I mean, he did more with less. Um, Dak. I did not want to sign Dak. We, they shouldn't have never signed Dak to that deal. I know it was just the right time, but me, Dak is like another Kirk Cousins. He just can't perform in a big moment. Yeah, Burrow's he's proven he's, that he's been able to. Sorry, go, go, no, go ahead. Look, I was going to oh, let no, you finish. Okay. I was agreeing <laughs> with your point. I was agreeing with your point. Like Dak Prescott is dangerously close to getting to Kirk Cousins territory. And Carlin, you've made the point that you might actually consider taking Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott. Now, I'm not going to go that far, but I do think it's a conversation because Dak Prescott 
is more in that lane than he is when you start having a conversation of the Joe Burrows of the world, along with Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, you know, those types of guys. So I, I'm, I'm with that last caller, Carlin. I mean, I, I think we're going to have to start changing our perception of what Dak Prescott is unless we see the Cowboys go on a deep playoff run this season. I mean, if, if you think it's that crazy to even say Kirk Cousins in the same sentence as Dak Prescott, go look at the numbers and go watch him play. It, they're very comparable in that I can't count on them both in big spots, yet they seem to put up massive numbers through the year because they've got very good weapons. Yeah, I'm not saying you're crazy yeah. for saying that. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm just no, saying, I'm saying if I'm any not, fan out there is. Yeah, well, I think there are a lot of fans yeah. that would disagree with you because how we look at Kirk Cousins, the perception of Kirk Cousins is much different than Dak Prescott. But the reality is that Dak Prescott plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He's been a star because he supplanted Tony Romo, and everybody operated with the assumption that this guy is a better quarterback for us long term than Tony Romo. So he's got to be a top ten player at the position. And that's just not how it's bared itself out. Now, was he a top 10 player at some point over the first six seasons of his National Football League career? Maybe. But right now, as it stands today, Carlin, with the influx of talent that we've seen at, at, at the signal callers in the league, I, I can't call Dak Prescott a top 10 player at the position. And I think I, I can say that with my chest based on the quarterbacks that we've thrown out there, the quarterbacks that I've listed and the quarterbacks that you would put ahead of Dak Prescott that still wouldn't fall in the top 10. All right, let's give Doug a chance here. Last one on this. Doug, what do you got? You're on ESPN Radio. Um, I think that the criteria that y'all using is somewhat hypocritical in reference to, you know, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott hasn't done this. And then some of the guys that you're putting on the list haven't done anything either. Uh, so I don't even know how that can to come up. Just like the call before, Justin Herbert, you use the eye test to say Justin Herbert is this great quarterback. He's done absolutely nothing. Hey, and that is about the same as Dak Prescott. I mean, he's been in the league Justin Herbert's been in Dak the league Prescott two years, and he had virtually the same numbers as Dak Herbert. last year. Huh? Justin Herbert's been in the league for two years, and he had virtually the same numbers as Dak last year. Okay, but Dak Prescott, who, whose first two years was better, Dak Prescott or Justin Herbert? I would say the team's success was better for Dak. I'm not sure that the first two years were better in terms of production between the two players with Dak. Dak I mean, Dak Justin, Prescott, and, hold on, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me say this. Any, Justin Herbert, Justin ever, Herbert, set, hold, let me finish saying what I was saying. Justin Herbert set the rookie passing touchdown record. He, he, he set that record. That was his first year of the league. He threw more passing touchdowns than any rookie in the history of the NFL, period. Was he more efficient than Dak Prescott's first year? Well, no. Dak Prescott didn't have to do anything. He had Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. What are you talking about? What, what do you mean he didn't have to do anything? He, he didn't. He didn't. 20, uh, 23 touchdowns and four interceptions. 23 touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns in today's NFL? Huh? 20, 23 no, touchdowns is, is a lot of touchdowns? No, no, no. In today's no, no, NFL? That's, no, that's, no. that's the standard. That's okay, a lot. Well, okay, what about, okay, what about interceptions? How many interceptions did he Justin He threw four. Herbert? Congratulations. He threw four, threw four interceptions. That's, that's great. He threw four interceptions. Wow. He threw four interceptions. That is, that I mean, is phenomenal. But, okay. Justin Herbert had a chance to make it to the playoffs last year. All he had to do is win his last game. He didn't do it. He's done nothing. As a matter of fact, he ain't got no playoff win. How many wins does, does Lamar Jackson and how many wins does Josh Allen have in the playoffs? I think y'all using that as a criteria. Of if what, you, these guys ain't done hardly anything, but you, you, you bash Dak Prescott 
because Josh Allen has more playoff wins than Dak Prescott. Josh Allen has more playoff wins than Dak Prescott. Thanks for the call. You do understand that, right? Like, you're bringing up Josh Allen. Josh Allen has more playoff wins than Dak Prescott. Great, great call. He dominated you guys. I, I don't uh, I, I don't know. Just because you talk loud doesn't mean you dominate Thank you, the Doug. Good job. There you go. See, but I Good can't. call from there, Doug. There are no rational Cowboys fans, man. And here's the thing. We weren't talking about the other quarterbacks on the list. Keyshawn made it a point to talk about Joe Burrow. That's the quarterback that he was talking about. Now, if you want to have the conversation about why I have Justin Herbert in over Dak Prescott, that's more a talent over production conversation. We can do that. But there's no way you can debate whether or not Joe Burrow is a better player than Dak Prescott. I I just don't think you can do it. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, Chris, and you can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark, experience every home run, every web gem, every walk-off, and with Vivid Seats rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. That's like getting 10% back on every ticket. From the box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Well, I so far we Big have fella. proven. Big that, fella. I'm yeah. just sitting here laughing at something, man. What's that? Do, do you know how many touchdown passes? Justin Herbert has thrown in his first two years of the NFL. Uh, he threw 37 this past year. I'm going to say he's he thrown 77 touchdowns, 75 touchdowns. No, he's thrown th- 69 touchdowns in his first two seasons in the NFL. Yeah. Would, you, would you care to know how many touchdown passes Dak has thrown in, in his first two years in the NFL? Uh, I'm going to guess that's in the 40s. 45. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Stop. Stop yourself. Herbert also threw for 5,000 yards last stop year. Stop yourself. Stop. Just stop, stop yourself. We have I, proven I, that there's no such thing as a rational Cowboy fan. This is, this is – well, we actually did have the one caller that said Joe Burrow's a better quarterback than Dak. We did have that one call. I don't even think he was a Cowboys fan. You don't no, think he was said, a Cowboys he, fan? He, I asked him. He said he was, so it's not maybe – Well, I say a lot of things that I am, and I'm not. I, I mean, that's true. Um, I will say, though, I mean, Keyshawn is completely wrong on this. The one thing – I mean, last week he also said, I think, that the Giants were one of the teams that could pull a Bengals and, and go on this type of run. So, and, and he also said that about the Carolina Panthers, too. And, 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 and Canty, I'm not taking a shot at you because you're a, a Laker fan, but he also thought he was going to get in Kyrie. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I listen, I, I don't know what, how to feel about Kyrie being taken off the board for the Lakers. I, I'm not necessarily sure that's the worst thing in the world. Um, it ain't it, the best when it, you got Russ. Exactly. Well, that's true, too. That's true, too. So, I mean, we, we got problems over there. But, yeah, it doesn't make me feel good that Keyshawn is doing all of these different things and having these outlandish takes. I just – I don't think he – I didn't think he could go that far as to say that Dak is a better quarterback than Joe Burrow. I just thought that that was assumed that was taken as, you know, gospel around the National Football League that Joe Burrow – is a markedly better quarterback than Dak. All right, we've got less than two minutes left. Nuno, dealer's choice here. Do you want to take one of these calls left? Because we we were talking about that Yankees-Mets conversation. Yeah, let's hold off on that. Let's take yeah. Mike, because Mike says he's a rational Cowboy fan. All right, um, Mike, so you're up Mike. on ESPN Radio. Here's your shot. Go. you got 30 seconds. What's up, guys? How are you? Listen, I watch every snap. I've never seen a quarterback underthrow and overthrow more people than Dak Prescott. There's probably about 14 or 15 better quarterbacks than him. 
Do I think he deserves the money? I don't. But, like, the way this the NFL is going with paying quarterbacks, he's a great leader, and you kind of had to pay him. If it's between him or Kirk Cousins, he's probably a more athletic Kirk Cousins. But, like, there's other quarterbacks that probably could have got us further in this playoff and the playoffs a couple years ago when we beat Seattle. And you are a Cowboys fan. A hundred percent. I go to a game every year. I live in New York. I went to that playoff game against Seattle. I live and die with them every Sunday. And unfortunately, I die more every Sunday than I win. Well, a New Yorker who's a Cowboys fan is a fraud to begin with. They're, they're, they're wow. But I, I <laughs> wow. give you credit for at least what about being a guy able to see what, a, what about a guy from uh, Connecticut who's a Cowboy fan? Also uh, again, a fraudulent. Fan. Fraudulent. All right there, Steelers fan. Calm down. That's a Listen, great point. That's first a great game I ever point. went to was in Pittsburgh when my brother was in college. So well, how do you know the first it. game that Bubba didn't go to was a Cowboys yeah, game? Yeah, exactly. What does that matter? It matters because... Okay, well, the first... I went to I a Giants-Cowboys a of, game. I can support my argument here. Oh, well. Too bad we're out of time, Bubba. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. <laughs>